first topic that I want to dive into is how the top brokers in the US are treating digital marketing. Now, last week's list was the top carriers. And so we looked at, you know, sort of the, the top 500 lists. Now, with this list, the top three PLs, it's a little bit more challenging to find that information because while yes, there are plenty of, of top, you know, 100 lists that are available, carriers are classified by how much equipment that they own and how much equipment that they're running. Meanwhile, 3PLs are really classified by revenue. And then there's no real list that I found. You know, if, if somebody out there knows of a list that I may have, you know, not found in my Google searches, um, but the 3PL list, you have to, th- there is no indication of whether they're asset based or non asset based, whether they're only solely based in the US or do they have worldwide operations? Are they a freight forwarder or a freight broker, which is also a little bit different um, between those two demographics. So top 3PLs, you know, we're kind of working with uh, a limited source of re or I guess a limited amount of resources for these top 10 lists. But I found a pretty good one. So knowing all of that, here is the top three PLs list from Armstrong and Associates back in 2020 that listed the top three PLs based on revenue. We got a link to that study in or that those results in the show notes in case you want to check out more of it. But this list is from 2020. And so some of the people that you will see on this list, like XBO and JB Hunt, we covered them in last week's show on the carrier side of things. So typically on the carrier side of things, especially for these larger companies, they have one main website, which is more geared towards uh, shippers. It's more geared towards investors and just general awareness of the company. Meanwhile, the carrier part of their website is really where we get like sort of the the juicy insight of how they're attracting employees, specifically drivers. Um, So that's what's valuable on this list. But some of the best ideas from this list, the Armstrong and Associates list, came from really like the middle of the pack. It's 53 PLs. And so you're going to kind of see a lot of the same things, especially towards the top of that list, where a lot of folks are using their website presence as a general overview of their company. But we still found a lot of really interesting insights. But with all of that said, I am still one person doing this research in addition to managing a full-time job. So if I miss something, I'm sorry, be nice. But you can also submit good marketing examples to me. Just find my contact information, shoot me a DM over, you know, on any of the various social media platforms, you can find all of those linked in uh, everything is logistics.com is really where you can find a lot of those things. So send me those good marketing examples that you see in free, and we'll highlight them on the show. So with all of that said, what you should be using from this information I'm about to give you is sort of use it as inspirational. Not all of these tactics are going to be right for your business. It's not going to be right from a budget standpoint or just a, a time capacity standpoint, but you can use it as inspiration. You can use it, use it as building blocks to add on to your digital media presence, your website presence, and connecting all of those dots. So you can, at the end of the day, recruit better employees and also get better customers. So knowing all of that, use this list as you know some inspiration that you can take into your marketing planning now or in the future. So first few key takeaways. If you have, as a 3PL, your website, if you have the the ability from a technology standpoint to give instant quotes, that was one thing that really stood out, especially among the top the top companies listed on there, is to have the instant quoting ability. Because for a lot of 3PLs, having someone submit a quote on your website is like the holy grail of metrics of proving the success of your company. It's, it's really the most important thing that you want a visitor to do. And so what I saw is, as far as like a commonality 
variety among a lot of these different companies is that they put that information in the hero section of the website. And the hero section of the website is that first frame that you see when you go to the desktop version of a website or a mobile version too. It's that, that first section. What does that look like? Is it an image? Is it a video? What does that text say? What is that CTA button that you have in that section before the user scrolls? That is called your hero section. And so for a lot of these examples, I'm going to bring one up first. It's Kuna Nagal is how you pronounce this company name. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it wrong. I'm probably not. Looked for like six different YouTube videos to hear someone pronounce the company name so I could try to get it right. So I think that's how you pronounce it. But if you're looking at the screen, you can see in their hero section before you scroll, they have a tab that says, how can we help you today? And in the search bar, you can list out all of the different ways. So do you want uh, to submit a request for quote? Do you want to find tracking info? Do you want to search for a blog article? Do you want to search for their social media or their contact information? You can search for it in that search bar. So that's, they are giving you the ability that if, maybe if you're not there to submit a quote, because to be honest, it's kind of rare that folks do arrive on your site and complete a form in order to submit a quote. You have to make that aware on other platforms of why that user should submit a quote on your website in order to really reap the benefits of that. So I really love how they took that field and they made it into a, a place where you can just search for whatever you want. Because if you're searching for whatever you want in that little frame, in that little box, it helps the user get to where they want to go much quicker than trying to navigate and trying to find where that information is on the website. It also, from a marketing perspective, gives you a ton of content ideas. Say someone is coming to your website and they're searching for, I don't know, uh, rules and regulations for uh, shipping goods from the US to another country you could have that information on your site and maybe the, the person doesn't know where to find it. So they input that information into the search bar to try to find it. Or if the person is searching for that information and it's not already on your site, that gives you the perfect indication of how you should be adjusting your content plan because you should be adding that to your content plan. If the user is searching for it and it fits within your business model and, and your revenue targets and whatever sort of messaging goals that you have, then that also helps. Search bars in a website is relatively easy to add into the functionality of your site and it gives you so much more valuable insight. Like for, for my website, Digital Dispatch, I get a weekly report every single Single week of how folks arrived on the site and then what did they search for when they arrived on the site. And that gives me ideas of where I'm having gaps in my content and where I need to make more content in the future about those specific topics. So I thought that that was a really good example. Another really good example of instant quoting ability comes from Coyote Logistics. So this form, if you're seeing it on the site, it really is from a functional coding level. It's a pretty basic form. Now it's in the hero section again, and you can pick between truckload, less than truckload, intermodal, air or ocean. You fill out a couple things and then you move on to the next page. Now the next page has more of a lengthy form of, of what you need to fill out based on the, the, you know, the qualifications that you entered into the first you know, sort of box that you saw there on the hero section. Are you shipping LTL? Are you shipping uh, truckload? So you're filling out that short information quickly and then you're moving on to the next page where it's more detailed information that they're requesting from you. Now, I did do a little bit of a test run. So sorry to Coyote if you got a spam email that got submitted from this. Now, what I thought was really great is that they, with a lot of tools, especially 
if you don't have the technology to add an instant quoting ability, which instant quoting ability into your website is kind of tough and it is kind of expensive right now. But for Coyote, they're able to get this information. And then once you submit that information to their company, you're getting an email back immediately that says, thank you for reaching out, submitting a quote. Here, our, our team is working on you know fixing up a quote for you and we'll be in contact soon. And then they list out a bunch of different resources that you can read while you're waiting for that person to get back to you from the company. So I thought that that was a really good way of, of trying to introduce you know some kind of a, a buyer flow where it still keeps the the potential business partner in the loop and and aware that you're on it and that you'll be in contact immediately but i thought that's a very simple workflow that any 3pl in the country could implement today it might take a few hours you know to get the verbiage right and get you know some email marketing software set up but if you already have a lot of those capabilities email marketing being one of them already set up and if you have a website that's already set up this could take you a couple hours in order to implement the same thing that coyote did and you could probably do it for a lot cheaper than than what they have. Another option that I want to show you is TQL because this form, TQL is one of the largest companies in the entire world. But this form on their website to request a quote can be replicated by seriously any 3PL in the industry. Now, I didn't test this form, so I don't know what the follow-up looks like. But if you just keep in mind that you know, once somebody submits a quote, they kind of want that answer very, very quickly. So my one piece of advice is that if you are going to take a more uh, simpler approach to putting contact to putting quoting forms on your website, then you need to make sure that you have that follow up process in place where a salesperson is on it immediately. Those are hot leads, you want to make sure that someone is researching that immediately. When I say immediately, I mean within 30 minutes. Because anytime, if it's outside of 30 minutes, then you're really sort of rolling the dice because that person on the other end wants an answer as soon as possible. And if you're not going to provide it to them, then somebody else will. So just keep that in mind to have that sort of process set up from the jump. The next key takeaway from looking at all of these different 3PL websites is putting your content front and center. Now, not all 3PLs are going to be creating content on a regular basis. But if you are, don't hide the content. Put it front and center. Make it easy. And a great example of this is the Expediters podcast. This is one of the best podcast landing pages I've ever seen because it treats podcast episodes as blog posts. I I do this on my own site and I see a tremendous return as far as Evergreen listens to content that is more more than a year old, a lot of these episodes. And so the Expediters podcast, they're they're doing the same strategy. And I'd be willing to bet that they're seeing a lot of success with that as well. And they put the content right in front of your face. They they make it... they. If you're proud of your content, you should be putting in front of your customer's face as much as possible. And the Expediters podcast does a great job of that. And then you can also use that podcast landing page to link to other relevant articles within your site. Anybody who knows SEO and knows a good website viewing experience also includes linking to other relevant parts of your website through an article or a podcast article that is getting a good amount of listens. So say you have you know five episodes that are performing really, really well, add them to your website add those show notes to your website. Make it dumb easy for anybody who's coming to your to your company website in order to check that out and to see the media that you are creating. Because even if they're not ready to convert right that second and submit an RFQ right on your website, they're more willing to follow your social media accounts and your podcast if you put it in front of their face and make it easy for them to find it. Now, we mentioned last week on how your website can really 
help in lessening the amount of phone calls that your team receives. And that is sort of the goal, I think, with any website, no matter if you're a carrier or through PL Freight Tech, put all the information that users are seeking, put it on your website. Don't gatekeep it. Don't require you know someone to, to fill out a, you know, book a meeting in order to get more in, into, I guess, the nitty gritty of what the services and the solutions that you provide. You want to make sure that you're putting that information front and center in order to reduce those phone calls. Because guess what? If you reduce phone calls to your team, especially if they're unnecessary phone calls, then you give them more time to do the things that have a greater impact on your bottom line. So this next example that I want to show is Burris Logistics. Burris Logistics has an enormous page of downloadable resources. But what I particularly like the most is that they have sales kits, brochures that they already have you know, created and designed, which predominantly a lot of, of companies out here have that access to that information and they already have created that information. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you have that content in a downloadable PDF that people can just download right off the website. It's not just for users, it's for your sales team too. Say they have a conference coming up, they're going to it the next day. Do you as the marketer want to really step back and be able to, to jump in and design a new presentation every single time? No. Design one and done, upload it to the website, and then you're giving not only your customers that resource, but you're giving it as a sales resource as well, especially if you have locations all over. So a few takeaway tips, use your website to reduce those phone calls. When you are answering the questions with your content, it's better to put your face on camera. I know a lot of people are scared to do that, but put your face on camera and answer some of those questions. That will establish trust and credibility much more so than just, you know, a, I don't want to say like a talking head or like an illustrated video or or one of those kinds. Answer a simple quick question quick question, two to five minutes, and you already have your face on camera. So that develops authenticity and trust with the users who are visiting your site. And then the last tip, make your website a one-stop shop, but don't expect it to be like this magical lead fairy. Just because you add an RFQ or sales brochures to your website, doesn't mean that people are automatically going to show up to your site unless you give them reason to. So that's where you're setting up your sales process on your site first. And then when you go to social media, you go to email, you go to all these other different channels, then that's where you can start to really spread the message about your brand, who you are, what you do, and all of that good information in order to, to, to make sure that you know, you're, you're giving people value first. You're giving them a reason to come to your website first. And then when they get to the website, then that's where it really... It, if you created the right experience, you're creating a no-brainer solution for them to reach out to you, to request a quote, to download a sales brochure, or to follow you on social media, follow your content, all that good stuff. So those are the biggest takeaways from looking at the digital marketing tactics from some of the really the, the biggest 3PLs in the US since 2020, that is. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. And if you did like it, I would love if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. It'll take you like two minutes of your time, but it helps a ton for a creator like me to be able to show that review like a badge of honor. And it also helps the show get discovered by others. If you'd like to see more of my work, head on over to digitaldispatch.io. I've got some new content collections under the resources tab for folks who are freight brokers, truckers, carriers, freight agents, and also a best of collection for how to fix your website and how to fix your marketing. 
It's all completely free. And again, that tab is under resources over on the digitaldispatch.io website. The website also includes some links to our social media accounts, along with my products and services, in case any of that is of interest to you. Once again, my name is Blythe Bremley, and I thank you for sharing your attention with me today. Until next time, have a magical day.